And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. Well, today's October 23rd, 296th day of the year. Only 69 days remain to this year is over with. <clears throat> Holidays and observances. Slap your annoying co-worker day. Ayuda Puha. Uh, it's a unique Indian festival. Um, Jula Longhorn Day. Um, he was a king. But that's all the information I have on him. Hungarian Republic Day. International Swallows Depart from San Juan Capistrano Day. International Chongyong Festival. Libya Liberation Day. Maha Navami Day. Get ready to light the lamps and learn about the Hindu myths and uh, check out some of that uh, delicious Indian sweets. Mahayanavami, that's celebrated in North and West India. National Boston Cream Pie Day. National Croc Day. Why, anybody would want to wear those, but that's each to their own. National iPod Day. National Mole Day. Uh, National Paralegal Day. Navami of Durga Puha, uh, celebrated on the ninth day of this particular holiday. Nepal, Maha Navami. Um, New Zealand Labor Day. And TV Talk Show Host Day. Now, all that having been said, in 4004 BC, James Usher's proposed creation date of the world according to the Bible. 42 BC, Liberator Civil War. Mark Anthony and Octavian decisively defeat an army under Brutus in the second part of the Battle of Philippi, with Brutus committing suicide and ending the Civil War. 425 A.D. Valentinian III is elevated as Roman Emperor at the age of six. Not a very great retirement program, but it's a good job. 502, the Synodus Palmaris, called by Gothic King Theodoric, uh, Absolves Pope uh, Symantius of all charges, ending the schism of Antipope Laurentius. 1086, Spanish Reconquista, the Battle of Sagrajas. The Amoravids defeat the Castilians, but they can't take advantage of their victory. 1157, the Battle of Groth Heath ends the Danish Civil War. 1295, the first treaty forming the old alliance between Scotland and France against England is signed in Paris. 1641, Irish Catholic gentry from Ulster attempt to seize control of Dublin Castle, the seat of English rule in Ireland, so as to force concessions. 1642, the Battle of Edge Hills, the first major battle of the English Civil War. 1666, the most intense tornado on record in English history, an F4 storm on the Fujita scale of or T8 on the Toro scale, strikes the country county of Lincolnshire with winds of more than 213 miles per hour. 1707, the first parliament of the Kingdom of Great Britain convenes. 
1798, the forces of Ali Pasha of Janina defeat the French and capture the town of Previsa in the Battle of Nicopolis. 1812, General Claude Francois de Malay begins a conspiracy to overthrow Napoleon, claiming the emperor died in the Russian campaign, and the one that was currently ruling was an imposter. 1850, the first National Women's Rights Convention begins in Worcester, Massachusetts. 1864, American Civil War, Battle of Westport, the last significant engagement west of the Mississippi River, ending in a Union victory. In fact, the last Confederate army in the field went south, crossed into Mexico, um, buried their colors in the Rio Grande. 1906, Alberto Santos Dumont flies an airplane in the first heavier-than-air flight in Europe. 1911, the Italian-Turkish War sees the first use of an airplane in combat when an Italian pilot makes a reconnaissance flight. 1912, the First Balkan War, Battle of Kumanovo between the Serbian and the Ottoman armies begins. Mistake 1927, the Imatra cinemas were destroyed in a fire in Tampere, Finland, during the showing the 1924 film Wages of Virtue. 21 people died in the fire and 30 were injured. 1940, Adolf Hitler and Francisco Franco made it uh, in Daya to discuss the possibility of Spain entering the Second World War. You know, that could have made a difference. 1941, the Holocaust, Nazi Germany prohibits Jews from emigrating, including in its uh, occupied territories. 1942, World War II, Allied forces commenced the Second Battle of El Alamein, which proves to be the key turning point in the North African campaign. 1942, all 12 passengers and crewmen aboard American Airlines Flight 28 are killed and it collides with a U.S. Army Air Force bomber near Palm Springs, California. 1942, World War II, the battle for Henderson Field begins on Guadalcanal. 1944, World War II, the battle of Leyte Gulf begins. 1955, Prime Minister Noel Diem defeats former Emperor Bao Dai in a referendum and founds the Republic of Vietnam. 1955, the people of the Saar region vote in a referendum to unite West Germany instead of France. Uh, 1956, secret police shoot several anti-communist protesters ignited the Hungarian Revolution. 1958, Canada's Spring Hill mining disaster kills 75 miners. 91 others are rescued. 1965, Vietnam War, 1st Cav Division, Air Mobile, in conjunction with the Army of the Republic of Vietnam, launches an operation seeking to destroy communist forces during the siege of Play Me. 1970, Gary Gablik sets a land speed record in a rocket-powered automobile called the Blue Flame, fueled with natural gas. 1972, Vietnam, Operation Linebacker, U.S. bombing campaign against the north of Vietnam, is uh, in response to its Easter offensive, uh, ends after five months. You know, I've said before, and I'll say again, if the suits in Congress had stayed out of operation of the war, it had been a much better for everybody concerned. 1982, gunfight breaks out between police officers and members of a religious cult in Arizona. She now leaves two cultists dead and dozens of cultists and police officers injured. 1983, the Venice Civil War. 
U.S. Marine Corps barracks in Beirut's hit by a truck bomb, killing 241 U.S. military personnel. French Army barracks in Lebanon is also hit that same morning, killing 58. 1989, Hungarian Republic officially replaces the Communist Hungarian People's Republic. Also 1989, the bankruptcy of Watsila Marine, the biggest bankruptcy in Nordic countries up till then, uh, takes place. Also in 1989, an explosion at the Houston Chemical Complex in Pasadena, Texas, which registered 3.5 on the Richter uh, scale, kills 23 and injures 314. 1991, signing of the Paris Peace Accords ends the Cambodian-Vietnamese War. 1993, the Troubles, a provisional IRA bomb prematurely detonates in uh, Belfast, killing the bomber nine civilians. 1995, Yolanda Saldivar is found guilty of first-degree murder and a shooting death of popular Latin singer Selena. She was the manager of her um, fan club, I think. 1998, Israel and the Palestinian Authority signed the Wild River Mem uh, Memorandum. That was an agreement negotiated between Israel and the Palestinian Authority to summit on the Wild River in Maryland, held from 15th to the 23rd of October. Memorandum aimed to resume the implementation of 1995 interim agreement on the West Bank and the Gaza Strip also known as the Oslo II Accord, signed in the White House by Benjamin Netanyahu and Yasser Arafat. Um, President um, Bill, let me meet your sister Clinton, um, led the negotiations. But like all other agreements, it takes both sides trying to honor it. 2001, Apple Computer releases the iPod. 2002, Second Chechnyan War. Chechnyan separatist terrorists seize the House of Culture Theater in Moscow and take 700 theater goers as hostage. 2004, a powerful earthquake gets aftershocks that hit uh, Nagita Prefecture in northern Japan. Kills 35, injures 2,200, and leaves 85,000 homeless or having to be evacuated. 2007, Storm causes the Mexican Cobb 101 oil platform to collide with a wellhead, uh, leading to the death and drowning of 22 people during rescue operations after evacuation of the platform. 2011, a powerful 7.2 magnitude earthquake strikes Van Province in Turkey, kills 582 and injures thousands. 2011, the Libyan National Transitional Council deems the Libyan civil war over. Oh, yes, we can wave our hand and all the shooting stops and all the hard feelings go away. 2015, the lowest sea level pressure in the Western Hemisphere and the highest reliably measured non-tornadic sustained winds are recorded in Hurricane Patricia, which strikes Mexico hours later, kills 13 and causes over $280 million in damages. 2022, Xi Jinping is elected General Secretary of the Chinese Communist Party by the Central Committee. Begins the third term of the paramount leader of China. And he is uh, China Joe's best friend, don't you know? 2022, Myanmar Air Force airstrikes a concert in Hapakot Township, Kachin State, killing at least 80, including senior Kachin Independent Organization officials in the uh, 
Hapakot Massacre. Now, before we get to our topic, a couple of things I want to address. I just watched a video of protest where pro-Palestinians stormed the White House today. And like so many other actions led by people who think it's romantic to be activist and standing up for freedom and all this other. And as usual, the leader was a loudmouth female who led the chants and raised her right arm in the air in a sign of solidarity and power. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Hamas started this little fracas that's going on. And CNN and all the leftist chorus started crucifying them for hitting a hospital during an airstrike. And now it's come out that it was not Israel that hit the hospital. It was Hamas. Uh, they had been shooting rockets and some rockets are made by the lowest bidder. And in this particular instance, the rocket malfunctioned and instead of going into Israel where it was supposed to go, it landed in the parking lot of the hospital. There were no 500 bodies pulled out of the rubble. That was all Hamas, CNN, and New York Times rhetoric. If the mainstream media would keep its mouth shut until it has the facts, but everybody has to have a scoop. They have to be the first one to rush out and give the news to everybody. It would help if what they said was true and not BS. And the unfortunate fact is that um, there's so many um, incorrect stories floating around. And you've got a few... Uh, I mean, what the Palestinians in this country are doing is the same thing that Southerners did after the Civil War. Everything became a reason for a demonstration. You've got Talib screaming and ranting and raving about the genocide being practiced by Israel. Um... Unfortunately, she didn't bother to get her facts straight. At least Omar retracted what her incorrect statements. But to live in her show of solidarity with people who didn't vote for her and didn't elect her has a Palestinian flag, or did, has a Palestinian flag outside her office. If you want to be a Palestinian, go to Palestine. This is the United States of America. I saw another video uh, where a, you know, it's, it's interesting. College students know everything there is to know. They are geniuses. And a young lady who clearly, from looking at her, never had to work a day in her life up to that point, said if somebody flying the American flag in front of their house, you know they're racist. I, I find that 
statement alone offensive. I lost a career standing up for the rights of a black family against the most powerful judge in the state of Georgia who admitted he was a segregationist. And even though he was a friend of my father, he took me to lunch and he said, look, you got a brilliant career. You just have to learn one thing. I said, what's that? He said, what color you are. A lot of attorney fortunes in this state have been made on taking property from blacks. And his statement to me and I'll be politically correct, was the N-word and the S-word and the LBTG, whatever letters you want to put, don't need to own property. They're too stupid. Now, this was the most senior judge in the state of Georgia. So powerful, it was sad he could appoint the governor. And... All the people who give all the lip service to equal justice and all this other, all said, yes, sir, judge, whatever you say, judge. And even though I was right, it cost me a career and a house and a marriage and everything else I had that I worked damn hard to get. And I'll be the first one to say, Right's right, and wrong is wrong. And when people attack, if they're attacking soldiers, that's one thing. The soldiers, you know, when they signed on a dotted line, they accepted certain risk. But when you attack civilians and babies and basically conduct a massacre, you should be taken out and shot. And some of these same people, we've had elected officials say, we need to bring a million of them here. If you want to put them in your house, in your town, be my guest. But don't turn them loose on the rest of us. Unfortunately, the border policy, and I'm living down here at the border, As long as you're not carrying a AK-47 with your a mask on, you can walk across the border. No vetting, no nothing. Which is just absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And that's why you get protests like the one where they had to evacuate the president from the White House because of the the mobs. caused by his policies. I mean, a lot of the weapons being used right now by Hamas, we left when the president ordered a run for the border, evacuation of Afghanistan. We left billions of dollars of very deadly equipment to our enemies. I mean, it, it's just 
ridiculous. And they want to put this man back in office again? <sighs> well, we've been talking about haunted places. And, you know, one of the most haunted cities in uh, Italy is Venice, believe it or not. There's a saying in Venice, when an evil man dies, he wakes up in Boveglia. That refers to a deserted 17-acre island in the city's South Lagoon. Time magazine called it the world's most haunted location. Now, personally, I believe El Paso is the most haunted city in the country. I've wandered through the tunnels under the city. I've chased ghosts. I've been chased by ghosts. And I've written books about it. For 20 years, I did ghost tours until people who didn't have jobs and wanted to make money took my books, read the stories, and started doing their own ghost tours. Well, over the centuries, that island has seen mental institutions that performed lobotomies, thousands of plague victims. I mean, some of them, uh, as far back as the Roman times, plague victims were put there, resulting in so many deaths that the soil said to be 50% human ash. The air is filled, according to stories with ghosts, the most famous of which is a plague victim known as Little Maria, said to cry. She stares across her lagoon toward the city, uh, pining for her lost home, wanting to know where her parents are. Places are packed with rubble and institutional remains that tourists aren't allowed to set foot on that island. Now, a crew from TV's Ghost Adventures uh, spent 24 hours there in 2009. They did not have, shall we say, a happy sojourn. The uh, 2014, trying to pay off its debts, Italy sold the place to an Italian businessman for $704,000. The government hoped he was going to build a luxury hotel despite protests from Venetians fighting to preserve the, the brutal history of the island. The developer never followed through with construction. Another sinister setting in the area of Venice is Cadario. 15th century palazzo known as the House of No Return. An abnormally high percentage of people who've lived within its walls have died unnaturally, according to stories. And then there's Casa Degli Spiriti, House of the Spirits, said to be inhabited by a suicide's ghost. And the aptly named Kali Degli Assassini, Street of the Assassins, is, which is said to be haunted by the remnants of many of folks who were murdered there. Uh, clearly, death in Venice is only the beginning. The many led spirits in the narrow streets of this labyrinthine city as seemed as uh, present as the tourists who packed the famous Bridge of Sighs, where condemned men once crossed from the Doge's Palace to the prison on the other side of the canal. And the bridge's name should be taken literally, since disembodied sighs have been heard there for centuries. Well, as the artist... Arbit Blatas, who worked in Venice, wrote of the 
Benito Capital. The play is finished, but the echoes remain. There's uh, so many secrets in that city. Nobody knows really for sure what the truth is. Well, from Italy, let's turn to Africa. A diamond mining town consumed by sand, a haunted Cape Town mountain, and a pyramid that gave birth to the Egyptian Book of the Dead. All these can be found in Africa. Very few people really... Well, to give you an idea of what I mean, some of the um, the ancient books of India talk about things that happened today. I, I heard a, a discussion of it. They talk about things that happened over a million and a half years ago. And the descriptions of flora and the fauna of that time are accurate. So who had writing a million and a half years ago? Interesting questions. Let's talk about Table Mountain. It's in Cape Town. And seen at sunset, it has its own distinctive cloud cover, known as the Tablecloth. Ancient inhabitants thought this resulted in a mantis god extinguishing a fire, while a more recent story attributes the uh, phenomenon to a smoking contest between a legendary pirate and the devil himself. Well, if you try, if you climb Pontecliff Gorge to the top of Table Mountain in Cape Town's iconic, that's Cape Town's iconic uh, cloud-shrouded backdrop, you'll pass an abandoned house in the woods. Though once supposedly belonged to a wine merchant, the ruins are now rumored to be the haunt of Anji Summers, according to Carrie Hampton's Table Mountain to Cape Point. A slave who died from overwork and now appears as an often mischievous, sometimes destructive spirit. Uh, and she uh, might pelt you with stones on your way to the summit. She's said to be something of a local boogie woman. Misbehaving children are warned. Be good or Anchi Summers will get you. Well, she may not be your only companion on the gorge, which is known to be a favorite haunt of mountain ghost. One such spirit's thought to be that of a boy who plays a ghostly flute in the, uh, what's known as the, uh, the Bosch, the Bush of the Forsaken. According to legend, the, the name was given when a man who held a grudge against the governor gave the official son a flute that uh, had been infected by a leper. After contracting the then incurable disease, the boy spent the rest of his life playing his flute in the forest, and there are those that say he has spent eternity playing his flute in the forest. And though it's supposedly home to ancient demons or light beings and giants, Table Mountain now offers uh, such amenities as souvenir shops and a restaurant serving the likes of ostrich sausage subs. Picnicking's also allowed. With, it's a national park and a World Heritage Site. So those who leave their trash behind should watch out for Anchi Summers. You never know when she's going to pop up. Well, let's go to Gammerskopf. The German ghost town. 1908, a railroad worker named uh, Zacharias Lewala found a sparkling stone buried in the sand of uh, Spirgebicht, or the prohibited area not far from the port of Luderitz in uh, Namibia. He brought it to his German boss, who recognized it as a diamond. 
Sparkman of Frenzy that quickly led to the construction of the German village of uh, Komenskop. Over the next few years, diamond mining uh, enclave became the richest town in Africa, complete with luxurious homes, a bowling alley, a casino, an ice factory, and the first x-ray station in southern Africa. At its peak, the town was home to 300 German adults, 40 children, and 800 Owambo tribal workers. Well, unfortunately, like all boom towns, it went bust. After reaching its zenith in the 1920s, Komenskop lost its edge when diamond deposits were discovered further southeast and the local supply dwindled. A ton of the precious stones have been unearthed over the decades. In fact, the last residents left the town in the 1950s. Now succumbing to the Namib Desert, Komenskop's dune-swamped ruins look nothing so much as a surreal landscape straight from the brush of Giorgio di Cherisco. Now, there are other ghost towns in Namibia. This is justifiably the most famous. It's otherworldly landscape having been used as a backdrop for many TV shows and movies. Today, the ghost town tavern furnished with items from the original watering holes, a tourist oasis, and the bowling alley seems to be in remarkably good shape, preserved by the dry climate. Even the butcher shop still stands, and that's where people have felt an eerie presence and heard footsteps and voices. And tourists have also encountered people who just vanish into thin air. Well, the German miners of Komenskop uh, may be lost to history, but uh, their spirits, like diamonds, seem to be forever. Who knows who you're going to run into? Well, let's go to the pyramids of Giza, tombs of the pharaohs. You know, at, uh, at night, uh, Saqqara's Pyramid of Unas, where the magical spells that became the Egyptian Book of the Dead were found, um, the text was supposed to guide the recently deceased into the afterlife. But if the tales of lingering ghosts in Cairo indication, it wasn't universally successful. Well, carved on the walls and sarcophagi of the pyramids of Saqqara, about 20 miles outside of Cairo, are magic spells designed to help the ancient Egyptian pharaohs navigate the afterlife. You know about all this because everybody's heard about the Book of the Dead. They were a kind of celestial map detailing all the ways in which a pharaoh's spirit can travel, explaining how to reanimate his corpse. One verse said, Take your head, collect your bones, gather your limbs, shake the earth from your flesh. But it seems some pharaohs didn't get the memo, so to speak. People have claimed the ghost of Akhenaten, for one, appears in the Egyptian desert, and Khufu, for whom the great pyramid of Giza was built, so it is said, said to leave his burial place, which is the largest pyramid in the world, at midnight. Now, there have been indications based on uh, the weathering of the stones it appeared to have been done by water, and there hadn't been that much water there in over 10,000 years. Now, the spooky happenings aren't limited to ghosts. So-called mummies, mummies curse is, according to legend, not just some Boris Karloff movie. March 1923, popular British novelist um, uh, Marie Corelli announced that uh, the most dire punishment follows any rash intruder into a sealed tomb. 
and the public enthusiastically agreed when George Herbert, uh, fifth Earl of Carnarvon, uh, who had bankrolled the excavation of King Tut's tomb, died of pneumonia a month after the pronouncement. Now, the cause of his illness was most likely an effective mosquito bite, not the actions of an avenging mummy, but then again, radiologists who supposedly x-rayed the remains of the boy king died of a mysterious illness. Man succumbed to pneumonia after visiting Tut's tomb, and a member of the excavation team died of arsenic poisoning. Well, there are those that tend to poo-poo all these stories, but according to Shirley MacLaine, star of Downton Abbey in his third and fourth seasons, uh, claimed that High Clare Castle, where the series was filmed, is haunted by Egyptian ghost. Lord Carnarvon was actually the master of that estate when he died. She said they had the tomb of King Cut tut in the basement and i would point out that his dog uh started howling the day he died and when he died in egypt the dog dropped dead on the doorstep now maybe the ancient egyptians are right the spirits of their dead live on but who knew that's been the, their afterlife uh associating with such as uh, folks as downton abbey well, there have been so many, many bizarre stories. We're going to digress from um, Egypt, and we're going to talk about um, some unsolved murders. How about the Long Island murders? Woman was terrified, running for her life. Soon after that, she vanished into the night, a peaceful area of rural Long Island that eventually began to yield some of its secrets. Shannon Gilbert called the 911 operator and said they were trying to kill me, and the operator didn't respond fast enough, apparently. You know, dense Martian land runs alongside the Long, Island Ocean, Long Island's Ocean Parkway. It is a beautiful, although desolate, stretch of beach highway. And it was here, hidden away from the eyes of passing drivers, that a serial killer disposed of his victims. Over the course of almost 20 years, the Long Island serial killer, also known as the Gilgo Beach Killer, as he was murdered between 10 and 16 women associated with prostitution. The identity of the killer and his motives were, have perplexed homicide detectives since the first discovery first discovery of one of his victims was December 2010, and it's led to one of the most infamous unidentified serial killer cases in history. Story unfolded May 1st of 2010. Shannon Gilbert, a 24-year-old Craigslist escort, New Jersey, vanished. For her disappearance, she had visited the home of Joseph Brewer, a resident of the upmarket gated community of Oak Beach. <coughs> He had hired Shannon as his escort for the evening. And later tell police after arriving at his home, Shannon began to act erratically and appeared disoriented before fleeing out into the warm night. In fact, she ran straight past her pimp, Michael Pack, who was waiting for her outside in his black Ford Explorer. And several neighbors reported they saw and heard her that night. She ran down the street of expensive houses, pounding on doors and screaming for help. Well, despite her evident distressed nobody let her in instead they called 911 and 
watch as she ran away from the Oak Beach Gatehouse toward uh, Anchor Way and, and into the bayou, completely out of sight. Her behavior led a lot of folks to believe she was on drugs or experiencing some kind of psychotic episode. One point during her escape, she managed to call 911, as I said, and all she said is they're trying to kill me. Well, she didn't identify who was trying to kill her. In December, seven months after she vanished, police dog on a training exercise led his handler to the first of what turned out to be four bodies wrapped in burlap sacks distributed in the brush and alongside Ocean Parkway on Gilgo Beach. Richard Dormer, commissioner of the Suffolk County Police Department, made the comments. He said it looked like a car pulled up on the side of the roadway and dumped them in the bushes. And because the bodies suffered different degrees of decomposition, uh, Dormer concluded it doesn't look like they were dumped at the same time. A couple of them were there a year or a year and a half and well, maybe two years. These are not recent bodies. Well, the news of these gruesome discoveries circulated in the media. Investigators presumed one of the bodies would probably be that of Shannon Gilbert, as the site was just three miles uh, from where she'd last been seen. But when they were identified, surprisingly enough, this was not the case. Victims were identified as Amberlyn Costello, 27, Melissa Bartholome, 24, Lorene Brainerd Barnes, 25, and Megan Waterman, 22. And just like Shannon, all four women didn't work in his Craigslist escorts when they disappeared. Maureen went missing in July of 2007 when she left Norwich, Connecticut for New York City. Melissa vanished in July of 2009 after meeting an escort client. Megan disappeared just a month after Gilbert, having placed a Craigslist advertisement, and Amber vanished in September 2010 after arranging to meet a client or offered her $1,500 for her services in an effort to help Captured a killer, an online uh, petition asked authorities to grant immunity to sex workers who came forward with information. Well, it became clear that a serial killer's dumping ground had been discovered in two, April 2011, four months after the bodies had been found, an extensive search for other victims was finally launched. Aircraft fitted with high-tech photographic equipment scoured the area. Police with horses and dogs explored the undergrowth along the highway and the beach. And this search led to the discovery of six more victims, about a mile east of the other bodies, four more women, a non-Caucasian female child aged between 16 and 24 months, and an Asian man wearing women's clothing. You know, these victims, only one has ever been identified, 20-year-old Jessica Taylor. She vanished in July 2003 while working as an escort in Manhattan. Shortly after her disappearance, her Dismembered torso had been found in Manorville, New York, about 40 miles east of Gilgo Beach. Her skull, hands, and forearm are subsequently discovered during the search of Gilgo Beach itself. Major of another victim, known as Jane Doe No. 6, were also found in Manorville and Gilgo Beach. And while the police were able to identify the remains, for this X Force did determine none belonged to Shannon Gilbert. Well, in early December 2011, an extended search turned up Shannon Gilbert's purse, mobile phone, lip gloss, jeans, and shoes on a marsh near Oak Beach, several miles to the east of the second group of bodies. Following this particular discovery, the search for Shannon intensified. Dozens of officers using machetes and a bulldozer were called to the scene, and December 13th, the remains of Shannon Gilbert were finally discovered in the same shallow marsh near where she had last been seen alive. 
Well, the police announced they believe Gilbert had drowned in the marsh and shot that her death was not connected to the other murders, despite the fact she was found in the same vicinity and fit the victim profile. Family is furious with this conclusion and lambasted his premature and inconsiderate theory. In fact, before Gilbert's body was ever found, Commissioner Dormer publicly announced he believed Gilbert had wandered off and accidentally drowned. According to uh, Mary Gilbert, Shannon's mother, she said, I think Dormer just wants to find the remains, say she drowned and close the case before he retires. Investigation also drew criticism from some of the victim's families who accused officers of incompetence and inaction. Some even hired their own private investigators. Shannon's family hired Michael Baden, a forensic pathologist, in order to obtain a second opinion on her autopsy. According to Baden, there was no evidence Shannon died uh, from natural causes, a drug overdose, or a Suffolk County police believed by drowning. He observed that there was insufficient information to determine a definite cause of death, but found the hyoid bone in her neck was deformed, which could have been caused by strangulation. He said these structures, the larynx and the hyoid bone, are often fractured during homicidal manual strangulation. Since the discovery of the bodies, though, theories have abounded. Some have speculated that the killer was a seasonal worker, a drifter, or a fisherman from Freeport. And, of course, as with any murder case, there's a lot more lurid theories that have also been put forward. One example is the killer is making snuff films and belong to a satanic cult. Another hypothesis involved a local businessman who died by suicide days after Shannon's remains were found. Police were quick to deny he was a suspect. He was merely a victim of rumor and hearsay. The problem is, the police will decide. They know the culprit and they know the, the facts and they'll twist all the evidence to support the theory they've come up with, whether it's true or not. Another theory was that the killer was a police officer or an ex-police officer with extensive knowledge of law enforcement techniques. <clears throat> Following Melissa Bartholomew's disappearance, the Long Island serial killer made taunting phone calls to her 16-year-old sister, Amanda. He called Melissa a whore and asked if Amanda knew what Melissa was doing. Calls are always placed from crowded areas, such as New York's Penn Station and Madison Square Garden, where it would be next to impossible for surveillance cameras to single out the caller from the crowd. And then, too, the killer stayed on the line for the three minutes, indicating he knew it took three to five minutes to successfully trace a phone call. Now, police were convinced that the calls did come from the killer rather than a prankster, because he knew details that uh, <coughs> the killer would have known. And in the investigation into the murder, Suffolk County Police Chief James Burke resigned, adding fuel to the rogue cop theory. Following his resignation, Burke was arrested for a 2012 assault on Christopher Loeb, who stolen a duffel bag filled with pornography and sex toys from Burke's car. After Burke's arrest, an escort came forward to claim he was into rough sex. She, arranged, she alleged that Burke had attempted to strangle her during a party in Oak Beach, the gated community where Gilbert was last seen alive. And then transpired, Burke was stymied, had stymied an FBI investigation into the Long Island murders and intentionally kept him out of the loop. So the question becomes, what was he afraid of the FBI finding? 
2016, an attorney for Shannon Gilbert's family alleged there could be a connection between Burke and the murders. But of course, since he had friends, he was never charged. Another suspect in the slangs was Dr. Peter Hackett, a physician, a member of and a neighbor of Joseph Brewer, one of the last people to see Shannon alive. Dr. Hackett lived close to the marshland where Shannon Gilbert's remains were found. And according to Shannon's mother, Mari Gilbert, Dr. Hackett called her the day after Dome went missing and told her he was a doctor who ran a home for wayward girls. Several days later, Dr. Hackett uh, denied he ever made that call. However, phone records, when finally reviewed, confirmed he had called Mary Gilbert twice following Shannon's disappearance. Well, in 2012, Shannon's family filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Dr. Hackett, which they alleged he could have prevented her death. Wrongful death lawsuit, for those that don't know, was brought by representatives by the deceased estate. Seeks compensation from the person held to be legally at fault for the deceased death. That's similar to what was done to O.J. Simpson after he was found not guilty of murder. Dr. Hackett told Mary that he ran a home for wayward girls and Shannon was in his care. That's going to John Ray, an attorney for the uh, Gilbert family. So why would somebody do something like that? Well, Dr. Hackett was eventually ruled out as a suspect by Suffolk County Police. They're almost as effective as the uh, Keystone Cops in solving this particular case. Joseph Brew was also briefly a suspect since Sherman was last spotted fleeing from his house in a state of panic. Of course, he was quickly ruled out when Suffolk County Police could find no evidence to tie him to any of the murders. Well, for years, law enforcement remained tight-lipped on the notorious Long Island serial killer, but in 2017, the silence was at last broken. Suffolk County Assistant District Attorney Robert uh, Pancavilla named a new suspect, John Bitroff, a carpenter who was serving two 25-year-to-life sentences for beating two sex workers, Raider Tangredi and Colleen McNamee, to death in November 1993 and January 1994. Bitroff lived in the hamlet of Manorville, where the torso of two of the Long Island serial killer's victims was discovered. Ben Kavala alleged that some aspects of the evidence found over the years at Ocean Parkway were similar to the Earlier crimes attributed to Bitteroff. Evidence found at the crime scene, though, doesn't match any found at uh, earlier crime scenes. It was thus impossible to conclusively link him to the murders. Well, a hypothetical profile of that killer was created by uh, Jim Clemente, criminal profiler. Scott Bond, an assistant professor of sociology at Drew University, and Fred Klein, a former Nassau County assistant district attorney, they deduced that the killer was probably a white male in his mid-twenties to mid-forties, married or had a girlfriend, intelligent, articulate, had a job that gave him access to burlap sacks, and he lived or once lived near Ocean Parkway. Well, the final suspect for at least some of the murders attributed to the Long Island killer is convicted serial killer Joe Rifkin. Between the years of 1989 and 1993, he murdered at least nine women in uh, New York and Long Island, disposing of some of their bodies in the same general area as the Long Island serial killer. But in an interview, Rifkin denied any of the victims were his. He stated he dumped his victims hundreds of miles apart and not in the same location, something he called the Long Island serial killer sloppy for doing. On the night of May 1, 2010, Shannon Gilbert drove past the remote marshland where 10 victims of the Long Island serial killer lay while en route to an escort call. The disturbing and 
Monstrous events had unfolded over the forthcoming hours would forever link her to those bodies and spark one of the most extensive murder investigations in Long Island history. Numerous newspapers and magazines and, and a best-selling book called Lost Girls, an unsolved American mystery by Robert Kochner, and an episode in the uh, television documentary Siblings of the Killing Season all told the story of the ten bodies discovered along Ocean Parkway. And despite extensive media coverage, the case still remains unsolved and open. Currently six more unsolved cases to be reviewed by uh, police that may have links to the Long Island serial killer. Well, interestingly enough, when you look into serial killings in in, uh, Long Island, you come up with several instances. Uh, The Gilgo Beach serial killings uh, is the one I'm referring to. The murders ran from 1996 to 2011. The remains of 11 people were found on the south shore of Long Island. Joel Rifkin, an American serial killer, sentenced for the murder of nine women between 1989 and 1993. Robert Shulman, a serial killer who murdered five women between 1991 and 1996. Richard Angelo, a serial killer who murdered at least four in 1987. Richard Cunningham, a murdered at least 18 women, four on Long Island. And Raymond Fernandez and Martha Beck was a serial killing killer couple who murdered a woman on Long Island in 1949. The, um... Interestingly enough, the Gilga... Well, the uh, individual currently suspected is named Rex Hurman. Uh, he was, um, What broke the case was a young lady named Sarah Carnes was sitting in her hotel room when she said she got a phone call from a blocked number. And the voice on the other end, a male, said very calm, very matter of fact, revealed personal details about her friend, Maureen Brainerd Barnes, who vanished in July 2007, working at an escort in New York City. The man said, I just saw her. She's at a whorehouse in Queens. Well, exactly 16 years after she got that call, Karn said she believed the Vitzry voice was Rex Hurman, a married father and two and New York architect who's charged in a murder of three other women. And he is the prime suspect in the death of 25-year-old Brainerd Barnes, according to investigators. Of course, he has pled not guilty. Hurman is 59. He's charged with the killings of Melissa Batalamay, 24, Megan Waterman, 22, and Amberlynn Costello, 27. All three were working as escorts on Craigslist at the time they vanished. The uh, badly decomposed remains of these women, as I said, as well as those of Brainerd Barnes, were found on Gil- uh, Gilgo Beach on uh, New York's Long Island, what police described as the work of a serial killer. Well, the problem with the serial killer 
is all the ways that you normally um, solve a murder don't apply with a serial killer. Normally, there's a connection between the victim and the killer. But with a serial killer, you don't have those connections. You have to come up with another way to get clues. Well, all that having been said, let me turn a moment back to what I started out with talking about the uh, Israeli-Hamas uh, conflict. There's no way to get around the fact that thanks to Hamas, they have been, they put Israel in a position where they have no choice if they want to um, protect their citizens, but destroying Hamas once and for all. Now, apparently Hamas expected Islamic Jihad and, and the Houthi and all the other uh, terrorist militias to come to their support. And it hadn't really worked out that way. And a lot of the commanders, the people who planned this thing, uh, have died in uh, the airstrikes. And unfortunately, thanks to short-sightedness on the part of our elected officials, unappointed officials, um, aid money has been sent that should never been sent. Over $100 million were sent to Gaza. And according to everything that's come to light, um, Hamas controls Gaza with a firm hand. So anything sent there doesn't go to the people. It goes into Hamas's pocket. And with the demonstrations today, which, of course, are not going to be called, uh, even though they stormed the White House, it's not going to be called a revolt. It's not going to be called an uprising. Or any of the other names they put to, to try to uh, paint uh, Donald uh, Trump is somehow un-American. Um, they're supporting murder. And they want to be here and enjoy all the things that our society offers at the same time supporting folk, those who would tear it down. It just makes no sense to me. On that note, we come to the end of today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. And once again, we'll be talking about stories that are strange and unusual and my view of the things in the world. Until then, this is Ken Hutton for the Ken Hutton Show saying have a truly great evening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.